What's up, everybody? Welcome to this edition of the CFP 100, where we recap all the latest college football action from across the nation from week seven, and we're going into week eight. Big Ten is back. We had a big game on uh, Saturday. Anthony and Hudson are here along with me again. So, guys, what's up? Yo. What up? What up? How's everyone doing? Good? Doing good. Doing yeah. Well. Fighting a bit of a cold. So hopefully the throat stays in it. Oh, you're, you're battling the, the little coldness. Yeah, you're still in Virginia, right? Yes, sir. I remember living down there, and it was just like once it was like November, it would just get really cold really quick. And then next thing you know, Christmas is like 70 degrees. Classic. Classic Virginia. Not up here in New York and New Jersey, though. It'll, it'll just stay cold. It will never leave. All right. They got snow in Minnesota already. <laughs> Minnesota. Yeah, it snows right. in like September up there. Hockey season for them. Yeah, hockey season. Is the game this weekend in Minnesota? Yes, sir. So there will be snow then. Oh, yeah. Okay, there we go. Row the boat on the snow plow. So anyway, we have week seven, the big game, Bama, Georgia. Georgia had a halftime lead. They, they looked like they were in full control. And then next thing you know, the second half comes and Alabama scores 21 and answered points. They win 41 to 24. There were a couple of upsets. Anthony called one. It was Auburn versus South Carolina. I think we all were on South Carolina. South Carolina ended up beating Auburn for the first time since 1933. The final score in that one, 30 to 22. Tennessee absolutely got routed by Kentucky, 34 to 7. The quarterback threw two pick sixes within three minutes. Um, not really a good start. It looks like Tennessee is going to be back down to what they used to be. A shootout with U UCF and Memphis, 50 to 49. Memphis took that one. I guess you could say it was an upset because they were ranked number 25. And then the big one that kind of shocked everybody was North Carolina. Going down to Florida State. Florida State took control of this in the first half, and then North Carolina tried to surge back but couldn't get it done. Florida State won 31-28. All right, anything surprise you guys from week seven? It was a pretty good week. You completely skipped over the uh, the great game we had on Wednesday, Coastal Carolina. Oh, yeah, Louisiana. Coastal. That was a great Louisiana. It's a Wednesday, so it's a bit awkward, but uh, it turned into who had the ball last was going to win that one, and they both missed extra points in the second quarter. Yeah. Did you watch that game? That game was great. It did. It was good. Every time I turned and looked, somebody was scoring. <laughs> That's how kind of the Memphis and UCF game was. Just back and forth scoring, but UCF just couldn't punch it in on the goal line when they were down there. But how about the Coastal Carolinas finally ranked, though? Yeah, getting some respect. Uh, I know one ESPN writer put them in the top four. Is they in the stupid. top four? Yeah, people are stupid. put them in the playoff. Stop. <laughs> and anything surprise you from this weekend? Surprise that North Carolina lost to Florida State. I didn't even think Florida State had a chance at all beating this team. Although I don't really believe in North Carolina to be a great team yet, um, just because. North Carolina, and I don't care. Like I said, I'll always say this every single week we're on here. I don't care about rankings um, because it doesn't mean anything until at least halfway through the season. Um, especially like Notre Dame right now sitting at number four. 
I don't have faith in them that they're going to uh, number three. I don't have faith in them that they're going to stay at three. But anyways, um, yeah, Coastal Carolina took out Louisiana. I picked them. And then also Auburn fell to South Carolina. South Carolina's a great team. Um, definitely thought that they were going to be able to pull out that win. And Tennessee losing to Kentucky, that was surprising to me. But one of the biggest surprises here was Notre Dame beat Louis, uh, Louisville by – a score of 12 to 7. That makes absolutely no sense to me that this team cannot produce any offense at all. I understand the seven points given to uh, Louisville, but you want to be a number four ranked team, you got to put up at least 40 points on the board here. Yeah, it looked like Louisville played him really well. I don't know what to make of that Notre Dame team. Just they got the talent to produce. win. Like, they, they can be a playoff team. That They're fighting for a playoff spot right now. And Louisville's just been an up and down team. They got kind of routed by Miami at home. So like they have talent there. It's just only 12 points. You would expect a little bit more. But like I said, I'm I'm not really watching a lot of Notre Dame games. So I'm not really into them. But I just know like I was a big believer of Ian Book. But it seems like he's just not he really producing any- that much. He didn't do anything that game. I mean, once again, it all it is also on the coaching staff. Um, because a lot, a lot of times we like to say, oh, well, this guy's not producing or this guy isn't producing, but what happens if they decide just to run the ball off, you know, 75% of the game, then you're not giving your quarterback a chance to make passes because the coaching staff wants to decide to run the ball. So, you know, it really, really depends. But I mean, if I'm a coach of this team, I want to win games. I want to win by a lot. So, um, you know, they clearly just did not did not do that against Louisville. And, and Brian Kelly's one of the best coaches in college football. Yeah, I don't know. It's questionable. But, um, yeah, that, that was kind of probably the biggest surprise to me. And then the whole Tennessee losing to Kentucky really bad. I mean, losing to them, okay, but, like, losing to them really bad, that was, that was a lot. Yeah, Hudson, you were high on uh, Tennessee saying they were legit last week. It, it just looks like they're not really that team yet that they make that final step. They got Alabama this week, too. So is is there a light at the end of the tunnel for this Tennessee squad? I think Tennessee could be really good if their quarterback throws to their team. I think that would help. <laughs> if he keeps throwing that, to that's the a other start. team, then they're going to have lots of problems. I mean, given spot. It's spot in Kentucky 17 points. You're going to win zero games like that. Mm-hmm. And, and and to answer your second question, no, it is not going to get better this <laughs> week against Alabama. It's going to get much, much, much worse. In Knoxville, they're going to get slaughtered by Alabama. It's in Knoxville. To, oh, man. I don't think they'll get crushed. I don't. I don't think that. Um, just because we've seen how college football landscape goes. I mean, who expected Florida State to beat North Carolina? I didn't expect that. I think they were 1-3 going into that uh, that game. I had no they idea were. that they were going to go and beat this team. So They were, but they made a QB change, so it's. I, I think it's tough to – you don't have any game film on, on the new QB, which is not an excuse for letting them score 24 points in the second quarter. But Tennessee and- is probably the defensive line coach. And Alabama's not a team that's going to mess around and get upset by an unranked team. And also about the whole um, Florida State thing, too, is that 
they were playing a top five opponent at home, which like if you're a team just like, hey, let's just go out there and let's see what happens with this new quarterback change. Let's just go and just run all over the field and make stops, and make plays. And they pretty much did that. They had they had like a block punt at the very first possession that shifted the whole momentum in the first half. So, I mean, Florida State was pretty much playing with nothing to lose and North Carolina you, like you said, just never been up to the top five in college football that high before, you know? So it was kind of new to them. They had they had a lot of pressure because it's like, oh, you can't lose to Florida State who's on the dumps right now. And then they ended up doing it. They almost came back and won, though. I will give them that. But you can't give up that many points in the first half. I had a, I had a bad beat, though, because um, I bet on West Virginia to cover against Kansas. <laughs> West Virginia gets a touchdown with two minutes left. They're, they're covering like tw- 28 or something. And then Kansas gets a kickoff and returns it back for a touchdown. The over hits on that and Kansas covers on that with like a minute left in the game. I was like, absolutely unbelievable. Kansas. I'll keep fading. I'll keep fading the Jayhawks uh, any kind, anytime I can. But like that was just a bad beat. Jayhawks there, Ants. Just you guys, you guys see Puka opted out. Oh, yeah, after that game, right? Yeah, he was going to go home and be with his family in Louisiana. I feel like you're going to see a lot of that, like, as the season goes on. Yeah, if kids are going to come back and they're not wanting to deal with the, the COVID restrictions or what have you, and their team's 0-4, 1-3, they might. Or if you're playing for Kansas or Rutgers. Hey. Look, Rutgers is completely out of the picture here. Kansas is a much better football team. At least Kansas scored 10 points in the first quarter against West Virginia. Rutgers can't yeah. score a field goal in the first half. <laughs> hey, that'll be a game we we would bet on, you know, Kansas versus Rutgers. Play that at MetLife Stadium. It would be better than the product those NFL teams are doing. But... um. Yeah, another shout out. We, we we were like, oh my gosh, Ole Miss was like putting massive amount of points on uh, Alabama. Well, Arkansas beat them this weekend, so let's go Pig Suey. Hey, Pig Suey's a real team. I believe they're they should be three and one right now. I'm yeah, they're a decent squad. Or they should be. Uh, yeah, they should be three and one. I'm not counting that Auburn loss. I refuse to do it. Auburn's yeah, a one that, and three. That team, was stupid. And Arkansas is three and one. And Arkansas, they have A&M this week at A&M, so that's, that's going to be a tough one. Mm-hmm. No, 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 sorry. That's next week. They got to buy this week. They play, they play on Halloween night. Oh, that's right. Okay. Felipe Franks, I, I think, is coming back strong too. He is. He's, made a, he's, he's resurrected his draft stock for sure. I can't believe Baylor's only played two games so far. And now they got to play Texas. I feel like every single game they try to play is postponed. <laughs> yeah, I think they they missed their first three or four games. I know Houston missed their first four. I think Baylor missed their first three. And by the way, Houston was almost going to upset BYU at home, and then BYU that fourth quarter putting up 22 points. Zach Wilson, that quarterback for BYU, he's a stud, man. He he can sling the ball. He was doing a lot of sidearm passes too, and he's he's not really that big. He went twenty five for thirty five, four hundred yards, and four touchdowns. And he he can run too. I'll take BYU 
over a lot of teams in the NCAA. That has always been my sleeper team. Always. I, I, I like BYU. It's like their schedule lightens up, but still, like, this Zach Wilson kid is remarkable. He could be like a draft stock guy in like the later rounds, you know, and you're like, oh, who's that? And then next thing you know, he's like a Gardner Minshew and playing in the NFL. Here's a question. So they, so this is the rest of BYU's schedule. Texas State, Western Kentucky, at Boise, at uh, North Alabama, which is FCF school, and San Diego State. And then because they're independent, they won't have a uh, conference championship. If they run the table, let's say they win the rest of their games, they average 40 points a game, and they beat teams by 20. Do they have a shot at the playoff? Absolutely not. Yeah, they won't. They Absolutely they, not. They won't, yeah. They'll run the table, Number, though. They totally will. They'll run the table on their schedule. They'll give them a schedule in the SEC, and, and we're talking they'll probably lose by at least a touchdown for more than half those games. BYU is a very good football team in my eyes. Just overall good football organization. Um, just They play solid on offense, clearly, and they do well on defense, but their schedule is so weak. Um, well, I don't want to say it's so weak, but, it, you know, it'd it be – what I'm trying to get at is if BYU played these teams and they only won by, like, a field goal or so, then I'd be, like, a little concerned. But they are blowing these teams out of the water, 55-3, 48-7, There was only one game they came close to. That was UTSA, whatever that is, like Utah State. I, I don't San Antonio. know. Utah University. San Antonio Roadrunners. The Roadrunners. They play so in a dome. Only game where they almost could have possibly lost because they only were up by a touchdown. So schedule-wise, is not really that difficult, but they are putting up points. So that tells me that they're a pretty talented team. But making the playoffs – there's just too much competition right now in the NCAA. I don't think they have what it takes. You can make the same case for Marshall because Marshall is going to finish undefeated too. Marshall. The Thunder and Herd. I think they've been blowing out every single team that they have played. Besides, um, they upset Appalachian State 17-7. to But other than that, it's been blowouts. But the rest of their schedule is FAU, FIU, Middle Tennessee State, and Charlotte. Like they're they're gonna they're gonna go undefeated. Oh, Charlotte's not bad. I wouldn't sleep yeah, on but Charlotte. I wouldn't sleep on Marshall though, because like the way Marshall has been playing, they just sling the ball everywhere too. They're kind of like a mini SMU team. See, that plays Marshall good beat, defense. Marshall beat Appalachian State, and so and they were they were winning. They're not anymore. They, they might climb back up in, if absolutely yeah. running. That's and App State has a pretty good did. team. Like App State was like nine and three or like ten and two last year. So let's talk about the big game, uh, Bama Georgia. Any takeaways from that? Najee Harris looks like an absolute stud again. Another Alabama running back that's probably going to go in the first round. Um, Georgia kind of had some drives going. Sam Bennett. Is that how you say his last name? Yes. It's Sam Bennett. So like he had a a few drives with a couple of success. Uh, it took a while for Mac Jones to finally get going against that Georgia defense, but they ended up 
uh, scoring a lot of points. I think he had like two or three touchdowns. So any thoughts on this one? I know Hudson, you're from like a Georgia Bulldog household. How was it? So I'll be honest with you. I had to watch the game Sunday because uh, we were running a retreat. Um, ah, okay. But I, knew, but I knew the score. I watched a little bit of it, and I saw that Georgia was winning at halftime. So I turned it on. And the second half, you can't throw up donuts in the third and fourth quarter. Can't do it. Right. And and oh, man, I think when Georgia lost and the way that Georgia lost, it was sad for college football. And here's why. I think it really solidified that you've got Clemson, Alabama, and I will throw in Ohio State, even though they haven't played yet. Oh, you've got those, you've got those yeah. three teams, and then a large chasm, <coughs> and then the fourth best team. I think it's going to be just like last year where you had LSU, Clemson, Ohio State, where the top three, easy. And then you threw in Oklahoma, and you could have thrown any, any team in there and they were going to get smashed by LSU. I think this year is going to be the same way because nobody was able to develop in spring training. Nobody was able to have that uh, the offseason to help develop the, the younger guys or even the older guys, really. And so the good teams stayed good and got better, and nobody else was able to make that much, much of a leap. And I think Georgia is probably the closest. And I'll be honest, I don't know why JT Daniels is not playing for them. I think JT yeah, Daniels what's going is a on? quarterback, and I don't know why he's not in. Sam Sam Bennett has been decent, and maybe they're riding the hot hand. But if I look at him, the dude's 5'11", 190. That guy's mm-hmm. my size. He's super – yeah. That's he had like four tight. or five balls batted, out of the, batted down because he can't throw over the line. Now, all right, we're going to look at Kyler Murray on Monday Night Football balling out. Size is not always the issue. But he doesn't have the movement – or the skill to the be mobility. a small yeah. mobility to be a small quarterback and throw through the holes in the line or even over the line. And so I think I think whoever makes the top four, I think the top four is going to be Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, and then it doesn't even matter who they put in that four spot because they're going to get smashed by forty in the first in that first game. And I think that was my biggest takeaway: is Georgia's the closest, and they're still that far away. Because I don't think if, if I don't think anyone that's ranked below, like, do do any do either of you really think Notre Dame would have fared any better in that game against Alabama? No, no. Oklahoma State, get out of here. A and M already got smacked. Penn State, sorry, West, but no. Cincinnati, laughable. Florida, no defense. Miami, obviously not. I mean, yeah, you're just you're honestly speaking facts, really, and I respect it. Um, because it's the truth. And I, I don't see – Georgia is a disappointment to me because I believe in the Bulldogs, but clearly they're not They're not upholding their part here. Um, it's just – this team reminds me of, like, Phillip Rivers. <clears throat> Rivers. The guy is a great quarterback, good, good athlete, good passer but he just, like, cannot get to where he wants to be in his career. Like, playoff games, Super Bowl, or they lose by three points. Or, I mean, you guys, if you've been watching football for a long time, you understand what I'm saying, right? Where it's like they're almost there, but then they fall behind. They're almost there, they fall behind. Great team, but I don't know why they always struggle against the Alabama team. When they were in the championship, I think, like, two years ago, three years, whatever it was, 
that game was absolutely screwed. It was so many back and forth plays and penalties and whatever it was. And it was like, are you kidding me? Like, do they just not want Georgia to win? Are they just going, giving this game to Alabama? But this game was a clear win by Alabama. They scored no points, nothing in the second half. They couldn't even put a field goal on the board. If you want to be a number ranked, number three ranked team, like I said, rankings don't matter, but I know Georgia's a good team. you got to score in the third and fourth quarter. You're given this time to put points on the board, and they just did not do that. Um, Alabama, I guess, is just the better coach team as well. And really the only three contenders right now, and I don't even know for a fourth spot, is Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State. The other teams, honestly, I because I worked at Oregon, I believe that they actually have a shot at the playoffs this year. I'm just saying that, although they just have not played many actually have not played any games like the rest of the Big Ten and Pac-12, but I know working there what that team's like. But Georgia is just a disappointment. But they'll Oregon's going to get slaughtered either way by one of those top three teams. I mean, I we don't even know who Oregon's quarterback is going to be. Well, it's going to be a pick between – it's probably going to be Tyler Shaw. He's he's the go-to guy. He is – reminds me a little bit of Justin Herbert, but in a different way. Uh, he's going to fit into the offense, no problem. He's a leader. He'll be good. It's just – Right, but just you also sure got everything the – work smoothly. Yeah, but, like, it's going to take a while for that to work smoothly with, you know, they're not going to start playing till November with no spring ball or any of that. Like, Well, well that's the problem. That's the problem is it's taking too long for those teams to play when they are actual contenders, but they don't have any – they don't have enough time to play. That's the problem. Ohio State, I know, is already in there because the, the team is just a solid team around. They got Jonathan Cooper back, linebacker, and then they got Justin Fields, a quarterback. So, Ryan Day – head coach again, so nobody really left on that team um, besides, obviously, J.K. Dobbins and some of the receivers. But, you know, for some of these D other teams... D-line, too. For some of these other teams, it's just... I don't know. All I'm saying is they were like, Georgia has disappointed me in the sense. I mean, I know Alabama's a good team, but you got to score points in the third and fourth quarter. Hey, no, they could to- still... They could still get in, you know. They run the table, went out, and then next thing you know, they'll face probably Alabama again, the SEC championship game. Maybe they, you know, turn it around with like that second. It's hard to beat a, uh, the same opponent twice. So like maybe in that second game, they get a better hand on Alabama, and they then they get in there, you know. So ESPN just posted an article that uh, even though Georgia now has a bye week this week unexpectedly because of the rearrangement that the SEC did, uh, it's Stenson Bennett, not Samuel Bennett, like I said, so I apologize. It's oh, okay. But uh, Georgia is going to stay with Stenson Bennett after the bye week, which I Sam Bennett sounds better. Sam Bennett that sounds Sam more Bennett. like a, yeah. Sam Bennett sounds like your starter. Stenson sounds like your fourth string, which he is. But that's neither here nor there. I think... Go touching on the Ohio State topic. Okay, so this last week, LSU and Florida had to postpone their game, but because the SEC started early enough, they were able to move around a bunch of the schedule, and they were good. I don't think the Big Ten's going to be able to finish their season for a lot of teams. I think they're only going to get what is it an eight game schedule right now? Is that what they? Yeah, have? they backed themselves up to a wall with like no wiggle room at all. They've got no buys. And their stipulations is if one person tests positive, they're out for 21 days, period. 
even if it's a false positive, they're out for 21 days. If Justin Fields pops a positive test on a Friday night, he's going to miss three games, even if it's a false positive. With everything going on right now, you don't know what you're right. But what I'm saying is like you don't know how things are going to go down because Ohio State could be running the table and then all of a sudden, like you said, test positive and there he goes. Now, I'm not saying that Ohio State won't be able to win games with a backup because it's, Ohio State has a level playing team throughout every single player. Every single player fires at 100% capacity. I don't care what anybody says. Emma, the Big Ten. Every single player on that team fires at 100%. You could take a third string quarterback, running back, receiver, and they will be up to part of the first string guys. I promise that. I swear by that. But at the same time, Justin Fields obviously is your starter. So if he tests positive, you know, then that's going to shake up things in college football for that team. So you don't know, like, the politics. It could be any politics behind it. Like, you don't know. Like, this whole – we don't know what to believe at times because look at the Nick Saban thing. Tested positive. Now he was negative. The next day, negative. Next day, negative. And now he's there to coach that game. What happens if he wasn't there to coach that game against Georgia? Would it have been a different turnout? You know, these are just things we got to take in consideration. Right. I'm going to list off Ohio State's schedule. Like, they got a huge scheduling break. They got Nebraska. Then they start with Penn State, who Penn State, I feel like, would have benefited if if it was uh, Ohio State-Penn State at the end of the schedule. So then they got Rutgers, Maryland, Indiana, Illinois, Michigan State, and then finish off with Michigan. Like, I, I don't really see Ohio State really struggling out. The biggest struggle is going to be Penn State. Like, they don't have to play Minnesota. They don't have to play Wisconsin. They're probably going to play those teams in the Big Ten, whoever finishes out in the West. They don't play Iowa. So they got a huge scheduling break. You know, maybe, maybe Penn State and Michigan are going to be, be the toughest uh, opponents on here. They're the only ranked opponents that they face. The only team that's going to give Ohio State some trouble is going to be Penn State. The team up north has got nothing on them at all. They suck every single year, and there's not going to be any chance they're going to give them any fight this year. Penn State is the only team that plays decent ball. And honestly, some of these other teams can kind of show up too, like Michigan State. Indiana will be a blowout. Maryland sometimes is, you know, sometimes it's a tough game. Sometimes it's a blowout. So it's really random, the Big Ten at times. But they'll have no problem against that team up north and obviously Rutgers and Indiana. Well, Penn State's going to be down Micah Parsons and possibly Journey Brown, their uh, their big running back too. Like he, uh, there was some news this week that you know he's uh, got medical issues going on with some medical tests, and he could miss the 2020 season. So I, I, I'm not really high on Penn State. They got an easy schedule too. It's kind of the same, but they face um, Iowa and Michigan back to back, which those are pretty tough opponents for them. And they're I'm only six and a half point favorites against Indiana too this weekend. I don't get that line. I'm not backing Indiana. up Penn State because obviously I don't like them. I'm a Ohio State fan. They don't really mean anything to me. And Duck they State. should. But the thing is, regardless if Penn State's ranked or not ranked, or they're going to show up against Ohio State, regardless if their first string running back isn't playing or whatever. They know they have Ohio State on the schedule. They know they're going to show up to play that game. So I don't care who's out, who's in, rank this, rank that, home, away. Each team is going to show up ready to play ball because they only have how many games to start this season? Eight games? You're going to not show up to play 
the biggest game of the year, and then next year you'll have your second chance of playing them again, it's usually a one and done. So regardless of who's in, each team is going to show up ready to go. Right. I'm I'm saying from the standpoint of this kind of Penn State team with everything happening with players opting out, and then they lost some couple pieces in the draft too. I feel like they would have benefited a lot if they would have played like three or four games before Ohio State because – the, the level of talent, like you got five-star guys at Ohio State compared to like four-star guys at Penn State. Now, Penn State's getting better at recruiting with James Franklin there. They're doing a good job with that program, but I'm saying there's a little bit mismatch when it comes to talent. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying too. It's just I feel like they would have benefited a lot more if this was a more of a late November game. It's it's care and it's development. It's caring of the, each player. It's the deep care for each player, and it's development of each guy. That's all it really is. Whoever is willing to put in the time for the team is the team that's going to win, is the team that's going to show up and do the best out there regardless of what happens. You don't truly care because we've seen like head coaches that just don't give a shit. I mean, we can name so many in the NFL that we look like don't even want to be there. If you care – you got they're gonna they're gonna be a great team a great player yeah totally so let's get into week eight we got a couple of ranked matchups nc state north carolina should be all right what what's that can we talk about just not not even talk about just want to say it so we acknowledge it that clemson put up 73 points yes last this last week oh yeah how about it That you see the wild. screenshot of the fan just laying in the stands? Just like, oh, boy. Dude, I, I, Trevor Lawrence is not going to make it in the NFL. I'm sorry. He, he blew up on Georgia Tech, but he's not. He's no NFL quarterback. What, what makes you say that? I just He just doesn't have that if factor. I'm watching him right now on ESPN. He just does not. Neither did that. Herbert. Herbert was not that good in college, and he is balling right now for the Chargers. Yeah, but Herbert had the mindset, though, and, like, I don't know. It's different. I, I can, I could just vibe, like, from my own opinion, just vibe at, like, watching these players. And I've watched Herbert at school, like, at, at Oregon, and I've seen um, Trevor Lawrence on TV, and I don't know. I just don't – certain type of vibe that these players give off – and I just don't, I just don't feel Trevor Lawrence is going to be an NFL quarterback. But it's because he like scratched Anthony's back with uh, running seventy-five yards against Ohio State. You know? No, so I'm serious. It's fine. I, no, I'm serious. I don't, I don't think he's an NFL quarterback. And I, dude, I told you this last time with Troy Smith. Look how good he was at Ohio State. He was nothing when he got to the NFL. I okay, well, like Trevor Lawrence is better it. than Trevor Lawrence is a better quarterback yeah. than Troy Smith. Agreed. Troy Smith was only a Heisman winner. Trevor Lawrence it, won a national title in his freshman year. Yeah, and he didn't get blown out by Florida on the national stage when Tim Tebow was a freshman quarterback. Who they yeah, have? Tim, Chris Leak? Tim Tebow <laughs> Chris was Leak God. was the starter. Tim Tebow was God. Yeah, but Chris Leak was the starting quarterback and had a field day against Ohio State. Yeah, but he's best. And Troy, Troy Smith didn't do anything against Florida. But anyway, I digress. Week eight. Yeah, so we got Minnesota and uh, Michigan as, I guess, the primetime matchup that's going to be uh, focused everywhere. Uh, we also have Oklahoma State versus Iowa State. 
And then we got a couple of uh, interesting matchups. You got Cincinnati, SMU, Battle of Unbeatens in the um, outside the Power Five conferences. We got Notre Dame, Pittsburgh. We got Kansas, Kansas State, Nebraska, Ohio State, the Big Ten coming back, Indiana, Penn State. So uh, any um, games? We got Illinois, Wisconsin open up Big Ten play on Friday night. So uh, any games you're looking forward to? I know that's not really the big matchup this week, but there's a potential for some of these games to be uh, really, really close. Do wanna do we want to talk upsets, or we just want to talk close games? Or you what? can talk close games or whatever, and then we can get into upsets. Pittsburgh, which we've takes been out. fire on. By Pittsburgh, the way, we've been fire. Pittsburgh takes out Notre Dame. Oh boy, still riding this pit train. Well, Pittsburgh look, takes out Notre Dame. Pickett was out, so that's why I switched my pick. If Pickett is back. Pittsburgh will take out Notre Dame. You son of a gun, because that was going to be my pick. Really? Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get yeah, I'm before, dead serious. Uh, oh. West well, I don't, I don't know how much of an upset it is. Uh, I think Ole Miss beats Auburn, though. That's a good pick. Uh, and, and I, I think, think Auburn's I think, favored by three. I think, yeah, they're, it looks like the line's at three. And the Ole Miss beats Auburn, and Auburn changes quarterbacks next week. And this is Bo Nix's last week. Ooh. Does Bo Nix transfer out of Auburn then? He's a homegrown kid with the no. Cam Newton jersey. I think I think he loves Auburn, so he'll stay. He's like a Tim Tebow with Florida or a Sam Scramble Brains at Texas. So I think he'll Sam stay. Sam Scramble Brains. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I was an upset, but I am. I mean, I'm interested to see how OU uh, bounces back after a bye week in in Texas. TCU beat Texas. So aren't they pretty good, fairly matched up though, these two teams, TCU and Oklahoma? Don't they always have kind of battle back and forth? Oh yeah. They've yeah. I mean right? Patterson so, doesn't have the talent, but he's a he's a good coach. He's a solid coach. It's at TCU. I think Oklahoma takes it though. I think just confidence in that Oklahoma team over TCU, I think, is a big thing. It's it's like they on paper they match up pretty well. The stats were really similar. It's just Oklahoma has seventy more total yards than TCU does, um, and the points per game is kind of lopsided. But other than that, it's it's pretty uh, same points allowed is the same yards passing. The spread right now is minus five and a half for Oklahoma. That could be really close. Minus seven. Minus seven. It might be a line change until like kickoff. Yeah. Well, my upset there though is is Pittsburgh over over uh, Notre Dame. That's fair. It tells me that Louisville is favored over Florida State, and I'm not sure I'm buying that one. Pickett plays. I'll ride with Ant and say Pittsburgh upsets Notre Dame. And I was high on Notre Dame. I kind of jumped off the Irish ship. I hope I'm wrong though, because then if Notre Dame keeps rolling, then we got a good Clemson and Notre Dame game going on. So this, later in this is e- this is either Pittsburgh wins by you know three point type of thing or they're feisty no too, man. I I really think Pittsburgh is a good football team. They've just had a lot of unfortunate um things go their way the past three weeks. They're they're a dire need of a win, and like no, they didn't it, they didn't have their starter quarterback last week, and they played really good against Miami. If Notre Dame wins, they win by a long shot. I'm talking like 35 points. But if Pittsburgh wins, it's going to be by like three points. 
Yeah, Notre Dame can't play the same way they played against Louisville. Exactly. So if they come out and they win this game and we're wrong on upset, Notre Dame puts at least 35, 40 points on the board. Because they so, can't, they can't, they can't, like you said, they just cannot go down like they, they cannot only score 12 points against, you know, this team like they did against Louisville. They got to, they got to learn from that and be like, we are a better team than this. We have got to play better. Right. So if Pickett plays, I'll go with Pittsburgh. If he doesn't play, I'll roll with the Gamecocks against, against LSU. I'll roll with them. Well, I like Cal- that a lot. They're going to beat LSU, there's no doubt. LSU's favored by seven, so they're an underdog. I'm taking them again. South Carolina wins that. So, anyone really expecting... I know me and Hudson were talking before the show. Like, Minnesota going to be good again? And, like, what is Michigan going to be? You know, that's an intriguing match. And Michigan's favored by three and a half. The game is in Minneapolis. I don't think any of these Big Ten teams are going to have fans in the stands. So be intriguing to see what the home field advantage will be like. Maybe there's going to be none whatsoever. So is Minnesota like they were last year? P.J. Fleck back again. And then it feels like a must win for Michigan, too, especially with that fan base and the boosters there and with like the talks of Jim Harbaugh being on the hot seat. This is a game where you're just going to have to watch. (laughs) There is no prediction on this on these matchup this matchup because I don't know anything about that team up north and I don't know anything about Minnesota right now either. So um, it'll be thirty three degrees too in Minneapolis on Saturday. Yeah, it's gonna be cold. It's gonna be cold. <laughs> so that's their first Wesley, opening game. Wesley, you are correct. They uh, I do not believe that they will have fans. And I'm checking with my buddy who's got some tickets. He says no. Uh, here's the thing about this game. It'll be a big win for either team. It will be a worse loss for Michigan. Yes. 100% Minnesota doesn't fair. need this win to win. Minnesota wants to win their division and have a chance to win the conference. And they don't need this game to do that. They got to be Iowa. They got to be Wisconsin as their big uh, roadblocks. Michigan, if they want to be what they claim to be, a quote-unquote powerhouse, They've got to win this game convincing by like two touchdowns. If they don't win by two touchdowns. It's not a good At win least. for Michigan. At least. And you I don't think they're going to do it. There's, there, there is six inches of snow on the ground in Minnesota right now, and I don't think they're going to win by two touchdowns. And they may not win. Personally, yeah. may I think uh, I, I can see this going overtime. Um, I can see it going overtime, and I, I can see Minnesota. I can see this game going 50-50. I really just don't believe in that team up north. And for Minnesota, I don't know anything really about them either. Instead, that that kid Tanner Morgan is coming back right at quarterback. And he's he was, like, insane last year. Um, he had, like, a hell of a season, I'm pretty sure. So, uh, I mean, he was top, top uh, Big Ten quarterback. So, I, I don't know if that – what's that? As good as he was, he wasn't supposed to be their starter. Yeah, which is Annex, so random. Annex Head, I believe, is the guy's last name. He was supposed to be their starter the last two years, and he got hurt the first week, and then he got hurt in spring spring practice, or uh, just, like just before the season was supposed to start. Tanner Morgan it, took over. 
that's the thing with like college football that just goes to show how much talent there is in the system that gets overlooked. There's so many guys that can have starting positions. You just got to know how to read them well. And that's, that's all on the coaching staff, all on the coaching staff to say, Hey, this is our guy. This, this is our guy that's going to show up on fourth and one. He is the guy, not, not this other guy. The one that is playing, you know, for our team, Tanner Morgan is the one that's going to show up on fourth and one. So that's all on the coaching staff to decide who's going to play and, you know, who's not going to play or who should play and who's, who shouldn't play type of thing. You know, if you, if there's a quarterback on that team or a player that deserves to be played because he's a hard worker on that team and, and they believe in him, they should go with the guy that's so-called your third string quarterback at that point. You know, that that's just my belief. I don't know how the, you know, how some of these teams operate. Yeah, I think Minnesota's going to pull it out. Morgan's going to be their starter. Bateman's opted back in at receiver and their running back same as last year. Yeah, so that would be considered an upset too if Michigan is going to be favored. Is Shea Patterson back at QB again? Yeah, yeah. God, so, he's he's yeah, so bad. Especially in the first game of the season too when you're not getting live reps. It's probably going to take a while for these teams to go and I feel like Minnesota with PJ Fleck, they, they just get a spark in them that you really don't see. They get like this underdog mentality. The whole row of the boat thing is legit there. And Michigan, I feel like, will come in and be like, oh, we got to beat Minnesota. Like, there's no way. And like, Wait, the actually, pressure does build up. I don't think he, they, he is the quarterback this year, actually. I think he actually went to the draft and didn't get drafted. So I don't I think he. Yeah. I thought he yeah, was. I, I thought he right. had one more year. Look at I guess not. For Michigan. Well, so, it felt like he was the quarterback for like five years now, so mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. Yeah, so no, he's know. gone, and it was going to be McCaffrey, but he opted out. So, oh, that's right, the McCaffrey guy. Yeah, Dylan McCaffrey, who was not good either, to be quite honest. So it on is their the roster, best. they've got Joe Milton, who's a junior. And then they've got two sophomores. Oh, McNamara. Cade McNamara. I feel like I remember that name playing last year. Regardless, I'm going Minnesota in that game. Yeah. Like I'll pick yeah. Minnesota. Yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Minnesota because I think there's too much on the hot seat for Jim Harborough right now, especially with him. I don't know, dude. I, I think I think he kinda like puts his nose into places where it shouldn't be. And I think it should just focus more on football. So I'm, I'm going to take Minnesota on this as well. I feel like he's a better NFL coach than a college coach. I feel like he should maybe go like coach, like peewee football. Peewee football. <laughs> Ant is not a Jim Harbaugh fan. Do we never? Well, shocker, no, right? No, not a shocker fair, at all. <laughs> No, sir. So, anyone picking the Iowa State? Uh, I got Kansas. Well, Stop. yeah, of course you got Kansas. <laughs> I, got, I got Kansas with an upset of my 50 points. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lordy. I think Iowa State can do it. It's in Stillwater. I think the, I think Oklahoma State's starter is still playing. Uh, Spencer Sanders. Brees Hall is good. Brees Hall, Iowa State's running back. He's real good. Brock Purdy's not real good. So it really just depends. At home, I think they've got the pokes at home. 
Pokies. Another one, too, that's interesting is uh, NC State and North Carolina. North Carolina trying to get a bounce back. NC, NC State's State. a pretty feisty team, too. NC State is indeed a feisty team. So do I think that... In-state rival, too. I don't know, though, if they'll be able to pull up an upset, but I think yeah, it'll I think, be a fight. I think, you, I think UNC turns around. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, Ant. No, it's all right. I think, I think UNC turned it around, and, and they'd, be, they'd put up 50. Ooh. 50, I'm not so sure. Well, high-scoring game, though. It will be a high-scoring game. I mean, who you guys got for Air Force and San Jose State? Air Force all the way. It doesn't matter. Let's go. Exactly. Off we go. I'm not going to sing the song. Nah, you're not allowed to do that. Nah. Coastal's got a good matchup with Georgia Southern, too. I want to believe in this Coastal team in the Sun Belt. Shots up. Shots up. The Mullet guys were out ready to play on Wednesday, too. There was a lot of uh, action on those guys when they were cut to. I think Tennessee puts up a fight against Bama, though. I, I think that – I really think that they'll yeah. bring it to them this week. Like, are they going to do a quarterback 21? switch? I don't think they'll do that. I just – I don't know. I just feel like Tennessee has something to prove this year, and I just – I don't know. I feel like they're just pissed off after just getting so – beat up last game could be a letdown spot for bama could be i don't think they'll win i don't think they'll win but i think that they'll really shake up bama a bit i mean what was the last time was the last time the rocky top block uh when bama i said was the last time they played was the uh the rocky top block when tennessee wanted to kick the game winning field goal and it got blocked was that the last time they played I have no idea. I feel like every time they play against each other, it's pretty close if it's in Bama, but not in Knoxville. The way to beat Bama is you gotta have you gotta have that Bill Belichick mindset. You just gotta do stuff that you don't usually do. Prepare for it. Uh, you got a week until you get to play the next team. Prepare for it and and just pull some crazy stuff out of your sleeve. Honestly, that's just the way to win games. You've seen so many teams do that. Look at Mike. Um, Mike West, go ahead and say his last name. Verbal, Mike Vrabel. Vrabel. Exactly. Look what he did with the 12th man on the field and stopping the clock. And then Nick Saban did some crazy thing where he – Football tore. player of the week by far. That That is just like greatness right there. Yeah, he went to Ohio State and played in New England. That, who and, cares about his alma mater? He don't really care. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. It didn't lead him to this point. But anyways. Um, <laughs> you got a national title there? Oh, yeah, I'm about to say everything about national championships there. Eh? Well, I'm just oh, asking yeah. a question. AJ McCarron's know. got national championship. Where's that guy at? He's oh, probably God, a backup but... somewhere. Is hey, he still West, in the league? He is. Yeah, he is. Like Raiders or Bills. I don't know. You were saying Tennessee kicked a, was trying to kick a game-winning field goal? Yeah, that's what it was, right? No. Oh. What, what game? Lot. They haven't won that game in thirteen the last 13 tries. Right, but one of those games was like close in Tuscaloosa. I remember it was it came down to like the last kick. Oh, 2009. Wow, why did I think that far? Uh, the next closest was 2015 at the 1914 score. Oh, okay, never mind. Game. 
Here's your last four games. You guys ready for this? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. 49 10, 45 7, 58 21, 35 13. Bama against Tennessee? Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> I don't know. Something tells me this year's different. I don't know. <laughs> I'm on the Alabama, Tennessee train, so is like Ohio State, Michigan. There's no difference. It's just another year. <laughs> Not big of a rivalry, though. Exactly. Exactly. Mountain West is playing again, too. Mountain West is back this week as well. Give love to them. Football I don't know who their best team is, but uh, maybe Boise State, probably. Boise State every year. Boston College laid a dud, too. Like, come on. You want to talk about Ohio State coaches? What were they doing, man? Oh, no. He pissed me off. Yeah, Ohio State coaches. What's Tom Herman doing? Yeah, there you go. Tom, Tom Herman. Herman. But no, Jeff Halfley, eh? No, I don't know, dude. I, this, I mean, I don't know. They, just, they literally gave up on this Virginia Tech team. They played North Carolina well. They played Pittsburgh well, obviously beat them. And then Virginia Tech, they just kind of, ah. And then they got Clemson in two weeks. So, I mean, buckle down here, boys. We've got some ball to play here, eh? <laughs> oh, All right, so fun, here's a fun one. Hey, who do you guys okay. think has a better chance to reach the playoff? BYU or Oklahoma State? Oklahoma State, probably. Because the All State, play, All State because playoff the Big 12. would tell you BYU is at 10% and Oklahoma State's at 8 <laughs> Well, Oklahoma State seems like the best chance for the Big 12 to get in the playoff. I think Oklahoma, just because they're around tougher football teams, it's just the way it goes. I mean, you put BYU against some of these top team, top, top ten teams, like not number top ten, but teams that we know are truly top ten teams, and they're going to struggle. I mean, you come mean on, Oklahoma State. Yeah, he means Oklahoma State. I mean, come on, like no putting BYU against a top ten team. Yeah, which, the, yeah the committee Oklahoma. is never going to respect any of those small schools. They never are. No. Nah. No. Like if they don't respect UC, if they don't respect UCF, they're not going to respect BYU. Yeah, the 2017 national champs. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, they don't respect them, and that team beat Auburn in the uh, Peach Bowl. It was. So how do you get respect as a school that's considered smaller? You kind of can't. It's it's a death sentence. You're trying to make it in the playoff. Two or three Power Five school, good Power Five teams as your non-conference. And, and you, you got to do it conference. over a year. And, and that might not even get least, you in. Like. Yeah, and that might not even get you in. You, like, it's it's a no-win situation unless they expand it once again. And I don't think they will expand it. I think they're going to stick with four. So, like, these, like, outside of the power five, yeah, good luck. It's not going to happen. It never will happen. Never happened with Boise State in 2007 when they beat Oklahoma. It, it'll never happen with uh, UCF. I think Hawaii was another one when they had a magic year. It's just never going to happen. It's a great story to go behind, but no way. Not these like guys that are like 60 or 70 years old that quote-unquote football experts. They're not going to put those teams in there. I don't know. I wish they did, though. Like, give BYU a shot. I guess way shot. she goes, boys. Yeah. Honestly, because... I think there are a lot of teams that need res- or should be given respect, and they're not. I mean, there's so many teams right now that are in the top rankings that is like just questionable. I mean, we saw 
we we saw teams last year like SMU in the top fifteen or whatever, and we're like SMU, like what? Like okay, you're because SMU whatever. can drop like seventy no out of nowhere. It's it's weird that team. Yeah, but at the same time, it's just I I don't know. It's just it's not really proven that they're uh, like a strong overall team though. Whether you're dropping 65, 70 points here and there, it's just it's just too random. If you can't name a coach on that team, then you know I think it's fairly questionable why they should be top sixteen. Because the guys who are producing the points and are showing up on game day, we should at least have some idea who they are. And I just think that if you don't know any of them, it's just another average guy in, in the in the system. I mean that Shane kid at quarterback. He's he's no joke, man. He's already got seventeen hundred yards on the season. Yeah. That's a that's a lot. That's a lot of yards. But I mean, it's just they don't they don't have yet. the Bama. If if he was in Bama and had that, they they'd be saying Heisman right now. Well, yeah, that's the thing too. Is like when I mean by you don't we don't hear these names, meaning we don't hear it on ESPN. We don't media would never talk media. about them exactly. I I don't mean like statistically not knowing who they are. I mean we don't hear it on media. Yeah, whatever. It stinks, but uh, you know, whatever. They get a nice bowl win in like a uh, Peach Bowl or whatever, if they make it that far, against yeah. like a bum like the main Auburn bowl. or like yeah the man the Duke Mayonnaise Bowl. Yeah, exactly. All right, attention all athletes. If you're looking to get some recognition on your athletic career, go to our website or check out Elite Junior Profiles. It's a platform where you can make an athletic profile for coaches searching for talent. Doesn't matter what sport you play, Elite Junior Profiles is here to help you get to the next level. All right, so make sure we have our website. And Scott Pittsburgh. So mine is if if Pickett plays, I'll pick Pitt. If Pickett doesn't play, I'm picking South Carolina. And Hudson, what do you have again? I got Ole Miss over Auburn. Ole Miss over Auburn. Auburn. Okay. I like that. I think Minnesota beats that team up north, too. <laughs> That's your upset, or are you going to just like say that no, as a pick? My real upset, though, is Pittsburgh over Notre Dame. I'll just keep that regardless of who plays. Okay, great. And we've been hot on those lately. Nailed South Carolina last week. And Coastal. So. And Coastal. We all were on Coastal. Oh, yeah, but Oh, yeah. All right, well, guys, that is all the time we have for today. We thank you for joining us. If you have any comments about any upsets or what's going to happen with the Big Ten, is Ohio State not going to play football ever again after getting blown out by Nebraska? Let us know. Leave us a comment. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Bench Bros Sports. Follow us on Instagram at Original Bench Bros. And follow us at our website at BenchBrosSports.com. We keep you up to date on every headline throughout the week on those pages. We are also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and other media services. So, again, thank you for listening. Guys, last thoughts. Go Bucks, Go Ducks. When does the Pac-12 play again? Like November. Nobody uh, cares. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Oklahoma, who cares about them? <laughs> California doesn't even care. Yeah, Oregon doesn't even care. The when whole they play. the whole state. <laughs> Oregon doesn't even care when the Ducks play. I don't care. Maybe the only team that cares is Washington State because that town's like five thousand people. Exactly. No, Wyoming. 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 They're a Mountain Wyoming, West team. Boy. Yeah, still boy. They still care though. Go Cowboys. Exactly. All right, Hudson. Last thoughts. Boomer.
Oh, they what they might that? go down though. They might go down. Oh, the yeah. horn frogs, horn frogs. Uh, a little. Uh... It'll be a game. It'll yeah, be a game. It'll be a game. It'll be a game. As long as we score more than fourteen in the second half, then we'll win. All right, that was Anthony. That was Hudson. I'm Wesley. Enjoy the games, everybody. We'll see you next time on the CFP 100. We out.